welcome to the Sex, Self, and Relationships Podcast. I'm your host, Fatima, but you can call me Tima. This is a lifestyle podcast focused on sex, self, and relationships. This podcast will provide sex education, focusing especially on female pleasure. We will discuss self-development and how we can become the best versions of ourselves, all while exploring our relationships and how we can show up as our best for all of them. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Today's episode is a little different than the norm. Today, I'm going to merge sex, self, and relationship in one episode. I'm doing this because it's the end of the year. So I'm treating this as like a wrap-up episode. I'm just going to give you advice on all the areas. We're going to talk sex, self, and relationships Today's episode is going to be how to enhance your 2023. Before we get into these advice, you're going to recognize a few of these from other episodes. The goal for today's episode is just to kind of merge my favorite lessons and my favorite advice from 2022 so you guys can use it in 2023. We're going to start with sex because why the fuck not? (laughs) Today, I'm going to be giving sex advice for the boss ladies. Y'all know who y'all are. Those boss ladies out there looking to take control of their female pleasure in 2023. You don't have to settle for orgasm-less sex. You have the right to prioritize your female orgasm during partnered sex. Two tips. One, communicate. Communicate your needs during partnered sex. Tell them how you like things done. Never assume your partner knows more about you and your body and your pleasure than you do. You got to come in there being the boss. Of your badge. The second tip for not having orgasmless sex, clitoral stimulation. Most women need clitoral stimulation to orgasm. The clitoral gland, which is visible to us, which is the head of the clitoris, has over 8,000 nerve endings. I've mentioned this before in the episode on getting to know your female genitalia. But again, it's important you remember the clitoral gland has over 8,000 nerve endings. And its only purpose is pleasure. That's why it was created. That's why you have it for pleasure only. Ignoring the clitoris and only focusing on vaginal intercourse during sex is almost like ignoring the penis and only focusing on the testicles for men. It just doesn't make sense because the main pleasure zone for men is the penis. The same way the main pleasure zone for women is our clitoris. So it's important that you prioritize stimulating your clitoris during sex. You can stimulate your clitoris by using your partner's tongue, toys, their fingers, your fingers, so many options. But stimulate your clitoris during sex. The second advice for today, and I've mentioned this in the how to get your lady in the mood or how to enhance your female orgasm. The fundamental knowledge that you need to understand about the female arousal is that It's motivated by a combo of external circumstances and the emotional state of the female. Unlike men where they can just be aroused by just being touched in the right places. It doesn't work like that for female. Yes, a part of the arousal is the physical touch and being pleasured in those sensitive areas. But a major part of the female arousal is also her emotional state. It's important that she's also mentally in a space for sexual energy in order to really be aroused and excited about the experience. 
For more information on how to get in the mood and just details about, definitely check out the How to Get in the Mood When Your Thoughts Won't Shut Up episode. A lot of good tips on how to get your mind in the game. So you're fully present and you're fully enjoying the sexual experience. Because when you're half there, half not, and you're physically turned on, but you're not mentally turned on, it don't be working. It don't. That's why sometimes you may be having sex and you're thinking about what you're going to have for lunch the next day. That's, that's not a fun experience. You have to train yourself to be mentally present. It's a lot more fun that way. Number three. This was previously mentioned in the How to Get to Know Your Female Genitalia. And I'm so excited to bring it back on this episode so you guys just have the full high important wrap-ups for the year. And number three is, the clitoris can be stimulated externally and internally. And I say internally because the clitoris isn't just what you see visible to you. It's not just the head that you see visible to you. The head is only the head of the clitoris. There's a whole body of the clitoris that's located internally. It's possible for you to have Multiple orgasm and very intense orgasm when you stimulate both external and internal at the same time. When you stimulate the internal clitoris, that's often referred to as the G-spot. The G-spot is an area located in the front or upper wall of the vagina, that front upper wall. This is where the urethra, which is known as the female prostate, clitoris, and the vaginal canal all meet for a pleasure party. So at this spot, well, it's not really a spot. It's an area, the front upper wall of the vagina. That area, when that is stimulated by a penis or whatever is stimulating it internally, and a combo of being stimulated externally, that brings forth a very happy you. So go ahead and do it and enjoy. (laughs) That's my advice. For 2023, external and internal clitoral stimulation. Number four, number four, another super important advice for 2023. Research has proven that there are three types of female orgasm. The wave, the volcano, the avalanche. The wave is a short burst of pelvic contraction that's followed by a rhythm of pelvic floor tension and release. The volcano is a buildup of pelvic tension, increasing upward, then exploding like a volcano during orgasm. The avalanche is higher pelvic tension through stimulation, then a decrease in pelvic tension during orgasm or after. I need you to figure out which one you're frequently having. I need you to let me know you're having more than one. A lot of female pleasure research it's still in its early stages. There haven't been much funding going into female pleasure. So we have to be part of that research. We have to be able to explore ourselves and be open about our experiences. You don't have to tell everybody what's going on in your bedroom and how your vagina works. You don't have to, but it's okay to explore yourself and not feel shame about it. Which brings me right into my next advice. And last advice in regards to sex, and that is, you are never too old to learn. Never stop learning your body, especially as it relates to pleasure. Don't just assume that you know everything about your body and what it can do sexually. 
Or don't just assume, oh, that's just how I am. Or I don't do this. I can't do that. I'm not able to do this. Don't say that because you don't know. Be curious. Try new things. Explore different spots. Explore different pressures or different techniques. You never know. And as you age, your body's capability changes and sometimes increases. So you don't know what you're capable of. Continue to learn your body because we don't fully have the answers for what the female body is capable of. So explore your body and figure out what your body is capable of. So that's about it for the sex advice for 2022. I hope they are helpful for you. If it relates, well, you're welcome. If it doesn't, you're still welcome. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into self. So how to enhance your 2023 as it relates to your self-development. I have a few self-development advice that I think will perfectly complement your 2023 goals. Number one, sleep matters. Get yourself into a routine sleep schedule. Being well-rested positively impacts all areas of your life. Your mood, your energy, it impacts everything. Keep in mind, you are human. We may all have differences, which we do, but our basic need for survival is pretty much the same. And sleep is a very important human need. So stop neglecting sleep and actually prioritize your sleep. That's you recharging. You have to recharge. It's like your power. Don't neglect it. Number two, your intuition is your greatest resource. You're the only one in your life that you can confirm 100% is on your side. You know for sure that you are on your side. You can't doubt that because you know what you're thinking. You know what you're up to all the time. So you have to trust yourself. You have to trust your instinct. The more you trust yourself, the more you lead yourself in the right places. Number three, your breath is your life force. Get familiar with your inhales and your exhales. Most people don't even realize that they're not really fully breathing. A lot of people have short breaths, like they don't have deep inhales and exhales. They just kind of like half breathe. That could weigh a lot on you. That could create a lot of tension and anxiety and all those things. Be mindful of your breath. Practice consciously taking deep inhales and long exhales. It's your power. It's your fuel. Constantly be mindful of it. It'll get you through anything. Stress, exercising, anything. Use your breath. Number four, it's okay to be wrong. It may be hard knowing you're wrong. It may be a hard feeling. It may be an uncomfortable feeling, but it's okay to be wrong. Being able to acknowledge when you're wrong and developing the ability to sit with that discomfort and sit with that uncomfortable feeling instead of just being a dismissive or defensive is a superpower that's accompanied with a gift of an opportunity to grow. Train yourself to be comfortable with being wrong. Being wrong is not scary. Being wrong is not shameful. It's human. Like, that's part of being a human. You're going to be wrong. So when you're comfortable with that and say, okay, well, damn, I was wrong. It's easier to process those feelings. The longer you try to fight with the fact that you're wrong sometimes, the longer you try to be defensive, the harder it is on yourself. So repeat to yourself on a regular day basis. I am not afraid of being wrong. 
Say it to yourself until you believe it. Because it will be very helpful for you in your self-development journey. Because you will be wrong often. And the faster you can see when you're wrong, the faster you can grow. But the longer you ignore being wrong, the longer you're defensive, the more opportunities you miss and the more you stay stagnant. Next, number five. Obsessive use of social media is unhealthy. I said it. (laughs) I'm not judging y'all. I'm talking to me too. (laughs) Okay? I'm not trying to blame y'all. We all in this together. Use social media, but be mindful of how often you're using social media to avoid spending time with yourself. Y'all want me to repeat that? Use social media, but be mindful of how often you use social media to avoid spending time with yourself. You can't ignore you forever. I'll leave it at that. Number six, check your mindset. Playing victim and constantly complaining about what's going wrong in your life will only reinforce your limiting beliefs about yourself. The more you continue to reinforce the limiting beliefs about yourself, the less likely you're going to see opportunities to oppose those limiting beliefs. It's like you're trying to convince yourself of how shitty your life is by every time you complain to yourself about how shitty your life is or other people about how shitty your life is. So yourself is believing that. Your brain is like, all right, we, we got to, sh- the life is shitty. So your brain is going to only pay attention to everything around you that's shitty because it has to confirm that idea and the belief that you have. So if you want change and you want a better life, you have to actively train your brain to think of the life that you do want or to see the positivity in the life that you do have because then you refocus your mind for those things. That way now your brain is also looking for opportunities around the world or opportunities in your surroundings to confirm that you do have a good life or you will have a good life. It's all a mindset thing, baby. You can't ignore your mindset. So check your mindset. Number seven, if you feel unappreciated by most people in your life, you probably haven't been appreciating yourself either. People often mirror our internal experiences to us. So check that. Number eight, and the final advice for self is emotional regulation. Emotions aren't meant to be controlled. They are meant to be felt. When we attempt to control our emotions by not feeling them, we create negative physical reactions in our bodies, such as anxiety, tension, all different forms of anxiety. With years of unhealthy emotional regulation, your body develops physical reactions such as aches and diseases and all these things because it's always in a constant state of survival. If you want to get out of that, if you want to feel at peace in your body, if you want to have control over you, you have to just let those feelings be. Work with someone if you need help, a therapist. Find ways to learn yourself and feel those feelings because you can't avoid them. You just can't. You have to let them do what they want to do. Feel your feelings without judging yourself. Process your feelings so you can still have control over you regardless of whatever feelings you're having. So learn to emotionally regulate in 2023. And that's it for self-development advice. Let's go right into our last relationship advice for the year. 
Okay, so how to enhance your relationships in 2023. I have a few relationship advice for you that will motivate love in your relationships, but not at the expense of yourself. Starting with love don't cost a thing. I remember when I saw that movie with Nick Cannon when I was younger, and I didn't really grasp the lesson that the movie was trying to teach, but I completely get it now. (laughs) As an adult and life has taught me that lesson, love does not cost a thing. Love isn't earned. It just exists in all of us. Love is present already in all of us. If you love someone, you treat them with love, but never try to earn their love by overloving them. It doesn't work. It's unhealthy for you. It's unhealthy for them. If you have extra love to give, give it to yourself. You don't have to work for the love you have in your life. People love you for you, not for what you can do. And if you're only being loved for what you can do, then it's not love. And it's okay to expect to be loved for just you. We all deserve that. That's it. That's the advice. Love don't cost a thing. Number two, the people you love the most will have the ability to hurt you the most. It's okay to have negative feelings for your loved ones. Feel your anger. Feel your frustration. It won't take away the love on both sides. Just because you're angry at them does not mean that They'll stop loving you or you stop loving them. Both positive and negative feelings exist in all healthy, loving relationships. There are no relationships that they're just happy all the time or they never get angry at each other. Everybody gets upset at each other some point in their lives because we're all human and that's just how we work. Number three, communication is the most important tool in all relationships. We all have individualized perspective of the world. No two perspective is the same. You could literally be raised with someone, have the same parents. Everything is the same, the same upbringing, all of that, and still have different perspective of the world. It's just the way things are because you may have been in the same room with someone, but you weren't looking at the same exact things that they're looking at. You may have been in the same room with someone, but you didn't take in the information that they took in the same way. They could have been a bit distracted or more present than you were. It could be anything. So always remember that you do not have the same perspective of the world than other people. So when we communicate our experiences of the world with others, it gives them an understanding of our perspective and to increase the connections that we have. Because when people understand you, they feel more connected to you. Whenever you're frustrated with someone or someone is doing something that just doesn't make any sense, always give them the benefit of the doubt that Their perspective is just different from yours. So maybe they don't have insight on something that you do. So have the communication. Get on the same page. Give them more of your perspective and take in more of their perspective so you guys can get on the same page. Communication is everything. If you want something to work, you got to communicate. Number four, never assume someone knows how they made you feel. There's often so much focus on speaking to the person about the details of what they did and how they wronged you, or things like that. But no one really wants to talk about, well, you know what? When you said what you said, it made me feel angry, or it made me feel ashamed, or it made me feel sad. No one often says that because it also requires some level of vulnerability. So we rather just mask our feelings with 
repeating and going over the details of the event and to convince them of how they were wrong. Next time you're in a disagreement with someone and you're trying to let them know how they effed up with you, just let them know how they made you feel. Focus on telling them, when you said this and that, it made me feel ashamed. When you said this and that, it made me feel angry. Let them know that. Research has shown people are more likely to listen when you tell them how they made you feel because they're more likely to feel that feelings within themselves and be empathetic and understand your perspective of the situation. Number five, if you want people to treat you the way you deserve, you're going to have to be okay with having hard conversations. There's no way around it. Number six, be courageous enough to accept your wrong and apologize immediately. Don't drag it out. We already said in self that it's hard to be wrong, but it's also important to apologize. Get comfortable with apologizing to people when you are wrong and owning it. Number seven and the last advice for relationships for 2022. It's okay to distance yourself from people you don't like being around. That's it. No explanation. It's okay to distance yourself. If they make you feel negative energy when you're around them, if you just don't like being in their space, it's okay to not be in their space. That's it. Don't feel bad about it. It's life. There are going to be people that don't like being in your space. And it's okay for them to distance themselves from you. Yeah, that's it. Thank you all for listening. I hope the advice today are helpful for you in 2023. Use dumb advice in 2023, okay? I'll see y'all next year. Thank you for listening to the Sex, Self, and Relationships podcast. Happy New Year. Bye. Please like, share, and most importantly, leave reviews to help the podcast grow. For more information on the resources used in this episode, please refer to the links in the bio. Thank you.